If you have a Bible, I'd invite you to open up to Ephesians chapter 3 this morning as we look at the Word of God together today. And in Ephesians chapter 3, we just finished at the end of chapter 2 reading about how God makes everyone who believes in Jesus into the one people of God and that God is constructing out of the people of God a temple holy to the Lord where his people uh, are built together and honor the Lord and the Lord dwells in their midst as the people of God. And that really is one of the main truths that we see in this book of Ephesians. We see it there at the end of chapter 2 and then it continues really at the end of chapter 3. Paul will pray about that. He'll pray for the church, that the church would become this kind of place. And then in chapters 4 through 6, Paul will write about how he wants the church to live like the temple of the Lord. These are the things you need to do in order to honor the Lord and live like this. But here, at the beginning of chapter 3, there's this pause, there's this parenthesis. Uh, you might even call it a pastoral a uh, sidetrack moment. I don't know if you've ever heard those before. But sometimes you're talking and you just think of this, oh, I need to make sure this is understood before I move on to this next topic. So Paul is going to go back here in this passage and re-emphasize this truth this morning. And what he wants us to know before he continues to talk about the temple is this truth that he has received this message from God and that he has a mission from God. So the message comes from God and he's on mission from God as well. This isn't just something he's making up, but this is something that God has given him. So let's read this passage together if you have a Bible. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Ephesians 3, 1 through 9, the word of the Lord says this. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. And so here Paul talks about the message he has received from God and the mission he has been given from God. And it's good to pause and remember that this is a message from God. 
this isn't something that Paul just figured out. He was very smart. He was very learned. He had the best education, grew up learning the scriptures. But we see other Pharisees who had that same pedigree, and they could not figure this out. They could not uh, think their way into Christianity, let alone think their way into these truths. This had to be revealed by God to Paul. And that reminds us that this is something we should pay attention to. I mean, how many times, uh, I'm hoping the answer you say is zero, but how many times have you heard God tell you something and reveal some truth to you that's true and is not in the Bible? Again, hopefully that's zero, uh, as long as, you know, we qualify that and make sure, hey, uh, we're not coming up with scripture by ourselves. We don't hear God tell us the scripture, new scripture, right? But that did happen. That did happen in these times because it happened to Paul. It happened to the apostles. It happened to the prophets. Paul heard this message from God himself. Jesus revealed this truth to him. And so we should stop and take notice that this matters. This is something that God was so uh, felt so strongly about that he wanted to make sure that people knew it and he wanted to make sure that he told Paul so that Paul could tell other people and here we are hearing the message this morning and it's this message really we see it there in verse 6 this mystery right again mystery is something that wasn't known before but now it's been revealed it's been made known so before, people didn't understand this in the Old Testament, but now it's been made known. The mystery is this, verse 6, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. That is the truth, the, the truth that God revealed to Paul and sent him on, message, on mission to proclaim to other people. It was that message. It was so central, so important that everyone, right? Paul was on mission to the Gentiles. Everyone, not just Jews, but Gentiles as well, could receive the promises of God and be made the people of God. That's good news. That's good news to people who are far away from God, as we read in chapter 2. That's good news to people who have no hope. And that's the message that Paul proclaimed. And he described it this way, and it's good to remember this. There in verse uh, 8, he describes it in this way. It's the, he was preaching to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And that's the message of the gospel, the message of Paul. It's unsearchable riches. Uh, there are certain things that are unsearchable meaning that you could, you could keep searching them out and never figure them out completely, uh, especially in your lifetime, maybe across the lifetime of hundreds of people throughout history, maybe we'll get more understanding. But space is kind of like that, right? We know a little bit, but there's still so much more to know about space. It's not like you can just go explore it anytime you want, right? It takes a lot of effort just to send a rocket up let alone send a rocket to the moon or to Mars or past that, right? There's, it's hard to know all about space. Another example is the ocean. You don't have to go to outer space. You can just go down to Holly Beach and look at the ocean. 
The ocean is full of unsearchable riches, things that haven't been found out yet that you can continue to look into. I mean, we haven't yet explored every inch of the ocean for thousands of years. We kind of have a general idea of where the trenches are and where everything is, but they're still finding new aquatic life in the ocean. They're making new discoveries about it because it hasn't been searched out completely, right? And so that gets uh, kind of at this idea of unsearchable riches. Christ is like that, that you can look into him your whole life and still not have everything figured out. That there's still going to be more, more riches to understand about Christ when you've been a Christian for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, if the Lord tarries, there will still be new riches to uncover, new, uh, new truths, new glories to be a part of as he walks with you, as you continue to learn about him. There are unsearchable riches in Christ. And that's the truth that Paul proclaims, that not only can you be saved from your sin in the, in the strictest sense of the gospel, right? Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried. He was raised again the third day. We get forgiveness of sin. That's a richness. But it doesn't stop there. It continues through our whole life that Christ continues to be with us. He continues to grow us in holiness. And then one day we will spend eternity with him learning more and more about the unsearchable riches. That's probably why it lasts for eternity, because it will take eternity, uh, an infinite amount of time to learn about the infinite God, which is an incredible thought to think about. That was the message of Paul. He heard this message from Jesus, and he went and proclaimed it. And he was speaking a message from God. Because that's what he did. That's what he was as an apostle. It's probably uh, fitting here to kind of pause and just notice the apostles were the ones who were with Jesus. Even Paul, though he didn't walk with Jesus per se, Jesus revealed himself both on the road to Damascus and as he was uh, studying, the Lord revealed himself to him. Uh, we read about it in Galatians. And so the, the apostles, and we also read about the prophets here, they heard the word from God, and then they spoke the word of God. So whenever they spoke, it was, thus says the Lord, right? You can look at the prophets in the Old Testament. You'll see that phrase a lot, thus says the Lord. Whenever they spoke, it was the word of God. It wasn't just partly the word of God. It wasn't just containing bits and pieces, and you have to sift through it. They spoke the word of God, which is why now we have these letters written by Paul, they're completely the word of God. The whole book of Ephesians says word to us. Every time a prophet and apostle spoke, it was thus says the Lord. And it's important to notice here in this passage that it doesn't just say there in verse 5 that the prophets in former times were doing this and now it's the apostles but what does it say there in verse 5 that in former generations, the sons of men in other generations, this wasn't revealed to them as it has now been revealed to the holy apostles and prophets. I think that's helpful because it reminds us, one, there were prophets during the time of the New Testament. Right? Prophets weren't just in the Old Testament. 
They were also in the New Testament. As the word of God was continuing to be written, God continued to give revelation to the apostles, to the prophets. And so they heard this word from them. But that also reminds us something important as well. If the, if the prophets existed then, well, why don't we still have prophets today? I mean, we kind of understand apostles, right? The apostles walked with Jesus. Uh, some people believe the apostles are in succession and there are still apostles today. Uh, but we wouldn't necessarily think that because no one's walking physically with Jesus anymore. But why not prophets? Why aren't there people today who hear from God and who can speak the word of God? Well, this verse reminds us that when prophets speak, it's not just some inclination or some wisdom that people are talking. Like lots of people can get up and say things that are biblical, that are from the wisdom of the Bible and that apply to your situation. Sometimes we talk about that as being prophetic, right? Where you can see clearly the things going on and speak to them accurately. And that's a good thing to do. We should do that as we have opportunity. But that's different than being a prophet because again, when a prophet speaks, it is thus says the Lord. In other words, it is new revelation, right? That's what Paul got here. That's what the prophets, Paul says the prophets here, got new revelation from God about how this was working. And so that's why we don't have prophets today, because we don't have new revelation from God. We read in the book of Revelation, not to add to the scripture, not to take away from the scripture, that it's complete, right? The whole of the Bible is complete. There's nothing that needs to be added still to it. And so because of that, the words of 1 Corinthians are fitting. Prophecy will pass away. Well, it passes away because we have the full revelation of God and we don't need anything new. So this verse, I think, is helpful to point out. This is one of those verses that helps us remember that. There was new revelation given to the apostles and the prophets, but that's why we don't have them today, because we don't have new revelation anymore. Now we have the complete revelation in our hands, and we study it, we learn it, we gain insights into it, but that's different than prophecy, strictly speaking. So that's helpful doctrinally for us to understand. And this was Paul's mission, right? He was speaking Thus says the Lord. This is the message of God. He went into a new town. He traveled across the world. And he said, this is God's word to you. That's a powerful message. That they were receiving the word of God from Paul. But Paul didn't just have the message from God. He also had the mission from God as well. In other words... It wasn't just like Jesus revealed himself to Paul and, hey, Paul, these are the things you need to know. And now you're good. Uh, now you can have a relationship with me and you can go on <laughs> with your life and you'll be in heaven with me one day. And now you're good, right? Now you know what you need to know. I mean, he said that to Paul in a certain sense, right? He showed him where he was wrong, what he needed to know in order to serve the Lord. But it was more than that. The message didn't stay with Paul. He received the message and then he shared it with other people. And that's usually how God works. God usually works through people. Uh, sometimes, and God is more than capable as we think about what he's done throughout history, 
God can just act and change things and do miraculous things. Uh, maybe you know of someone who had cancer or had some sickness, and it does not look good. And the doctors give you a prognosis, a diagnosis, <clears throat> and they tell you, hey, this is how long you have to live. But then you go back in however long, six months, a year, and they tell you, we don't know what happened, right? But it's not there anymore, right? The Lord is still capable of doing things. They didn't do any treatments. They didn't do anything. It's just gone, right? The Lord is still capable of doing that. But oftentimes, the Lord works through people. So if you use the same analogy, oftentimes the Lord works through doctors to heal people, not just apart from them. Oftentimes, the gospel comes to us through people. Again, not just from a voice out of heaven, but God uses the voice of people to tell us about him, to teach us about him. You can just think back to what your testimony is. When did you come to know the Lord? How did that happen? It was probably through someone, a Sunday school teacher, a parent, a pastor, a friend, telling you about God. Maybe you read it. Even if you read it, that was still God using someone through writing a book, through putting that Gideon Bible in that place. God still worked through someone to bring you the message. That's usually how God works. And that's an amazing thing. We see that in Paul's testimony. And Paul, we remember, he wasn't the stereotypical person you would expect to share this message. Right, But God is able to work his plan how he wants to work his plan. And in his timing, we see those things in this passage, that he worked out his plan how he wanted to. Again, it was through people, and he did it when he wanted to. It wasn't in former times, it was right now. And it just reminds us that this is a process that God uses, and he gets the glory for it. Right? Paul wasn't the expected messenger. He was, he was the least likely person. He was against God. He was actively persecuting Christians. And Jesus said he was actively persecuting him, Jesus, as he did all these things, as he arrested people, sent them to jail, etc. And so he was not likely, but God's plan was to use him, to use him. And we think about that today in our own lives, right? That sometimes... God's plan doesn't follow the likely path, but it follows the path where it usually goes through people. And so we think about ourselves and how God uses us. And the fact is that God has given us a message, just like Paul, and he's given us a mission, just like Paul. Again, it's not new revelation. We're not inventing the Bible. It's already there. But we have the message, the same message that they had. We carry it with us to proclaim. We have the same mission. We remember the Great Commission is to go and make disciples. Again, not exactly the same as Paul, but very similar. To go into all nations and make disciples of every tribe, tongue, and nation. And as we think about that, we remember a few things. One, we remember that uh, God uses unlikely people. I mean, if you look at yourself, sometimes these are the things that, you know, get us tripped up when we think about talking to other people about God. 
was like, ah, I don't know enough, right? I might get into a conversation and start talking about God, but then they might ask a question. I might not know the answer, right? Uh, Moses had these same things going through his head. God told him, hey, go talk to Pharaoh. And what did he say? I'm not really that good at talking. <laughs> uh, can someone else do it, right? That's basically what he said. Well, God said a couple things to him. One, God made man's mouth. God knows what you're capable of. So yeah, you are capable of this. He's not going to tell you to do something you're not capable of. But then what did he do? He was gracious. He also sent Aaron with him, right? And so we remember in our time, as we've been given this message to go and tell others about Jesus, these, tell them about these unsearchable riches, of Jesus, that we may not think we're the likely candidate. We may not have all the training. We may not think we have all the right answers. We may have a checkered past that people will look at and say, hey, I knew you before, and now it just seems like you're this radical person. What, because I knew you before, and what changed about you? I'm not really buying it. You know, there are all these things that might come up. But God has given us this mission along with the message and he doesn't make mistakes with that he knows that we are capable through his power of proclaiming the gospel to others and he's given us that task think about what it would have been like if the apostle paul didn't carry out that task of going into the gentile world and sharing the gospel things would have been a lot different uh but even though he resisted God at first, God, God's overwhelming grace was uh, empowering and irresistible, and he used Paul in a mighty way. That's, you can think of the same things, what it would be like if we did not follow this same mission that God has given us, to go and make disciples. What would that look like? It would look like that neighbor that you have been praying for uh, to come to know the Lord, and you've talked to a couple times, you've invited them to the church, but you've never actually shared the gospel with them. And then you hear that that neighbor is moving, and you're not really going to get to talk to them before they move, right? And that leaves you feeling a certain way, because you remember, hey, this is your mission. You've thought about it. It's not like you've been ignorant. You've been praying for it. You've been thinking about it, maybe hoping for an opportunity, but you haven't done it for whatever reason. And now they're moving, and you're not going to have that opportunity, right? Sometimes the Lord uses those things, and maybe you've had that experience in your life. Sometimes the Lord uses those things in our lives to remind us that this is the message we've been given, and the mission we've been given, and we shouldn't wait to do that. We should, as, as parents are fond of saying, we should obey right now. <laughs> Obedience means now, right? And so that's a reminder to us from this passage that Paul used, or that God used Paul. He gave him the message, and he sent him out on the mission. And that was how people knew these unsearchable riches of Jesus was through that person sharing the message. And so may we be people like that. You know, I use the example of the ocean. I'll close with this. The ocean is full of unsearchable riches. But 
we live 45 minutes, 30 minutes from the ocean. Sometimes it's easy to go about our normal life and forget how amazing and grand and big the ocean is, you know? Uh, sometimes it's, we don't see it that often. Even if you like to go to the beach and look at it, uh, you maybe do that once a week. That's a little excessive maybe, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's right there, but it's easy to forget about it, right? It's easy to forget how amazing it is, how big it is, how uh, incredible everything about it is. Well, sometimes it's like that with the things of God. We, we know in our heads that God is amazing, that there are unsearchable riches. But sometimes we forget to, to go dip our toes in, to go, uh, to go ride the waves, to, to be around that unsearchable greatness of God, to be amazed by him and then to tell other people about him as well. Uh, we don't want to be people who live close to God and close to the things of God, but then are not focused on God and not involved in the things God is doing. And so here we see in this passage, that was how this message came, that it came by revelation from God. Paul wants us to know this. This isn't just something he made up. This is from God, and so it matters. It's incredibly important. And he's been given this task to tell these people in Ephesus this truth about Jesus, and that's what he's doing. And in a similar way, we've been given a message from God. We've been given the gospel. If you're a Christian, you have the gospel. And we've been given the mission of making disciples to go and proclaim that message to others. And so may we be faithful in doing that and follow and imitate Paul as he imitated Christ. So let's pray together this morning. Father God, we are thankful for your word. We are thankful that you have given us the gospel, that you've opened our eyes to the amazing truth that Jesus is more valuable than anything here on earth. And there are unsearchable riches about him that we will continue our entire life to learn about and look at and study and it will not be long enough it will take eternity and you are the bottomless pit of glory to continue to look into lord and we pray that we will continue to be amazed at you to not just know you in our heads but to be amazed at you in our hearts lord may we recapture that wonder and lord may that spur us to share you with others, to not keep this message to ourselves, but to remember that you are using us to proclaim that truth to other, to other people. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.